building a social impact business that runs on profit and purpose? Do you think it's possible? Well, let's find out right here at the Dollar and a Difference show, where we're ditching bad businesses that put profit over people, and we're figuring out how to build businesses that make a dollar and a difference. Celebration, it surrounds us. Every nation, all around us. All right. Hey, folks, and welcome to the Dollar and a Different Show. Whether you're tuning in on the podcast or in our Facebook group, watching the Facebook Live, we're glad to have you here. This is the show where we are entrepreneurs who give a crap. And this is your show because we bring you on here and we work with the challenges and the things you're facing that are keeping you from getting where you are to where you want to be when it comes to building a business that makes a dollar and a difference. So today I'm super stoked to have one of our members from the Impact Business Base here. Now remember, this whole Dollar and Difference series, it's sponsored by the Impact Business Base, a membership site we have for folks who are looking for an A to Z blueprint to get from where they are to where they want to be in an impact business. And I have one of our members today. Her name's Alex. She's amazing. She's coming at us from all the way over in Australia, I believe. But Alex, why don't you take it over? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm in Cairns in North Queensland, so where it's very hot up the top. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, got it. Well, we could use some of that heat out where I am right now. <laughs> so anyway, Alex, take it away. Talk to us a bit more about who you are. You told us where you're from. Tell us about your impact of business and then unpack or tell us about the big challenge that you want to that you're facing right now that we want to unpack on the show today. Okay, great. Um, thank you. So, yes, hi, Alex from Carlo Coffee. Um, we import specialty green coffee from different origins around the world, um, and we're very specific with the origins that we work with. So um, uh, I'm focusing at the moment on Timor-Leste, uh, Nicaragua and Rwanda, and um, also having a look at Uganda. So they're the ones that we're trying to import from at the moment. Um, the social impact side of things, it was really difficult as you and Rianne know, for me to try and really, yeah, zero in on that, only because I felt like I was in a really good position to try and outsource. Um, and I had the opportunity to help a few different people. So it's been a little bit difficult to try and bring that all together. Um, but basically, wherever, the origin of where we're sourcing our coffee, we work with the farmers there, and we source purely from women-run farms or co-ops. Um, so we're really sort of backing um, the women in these origins where, you know, they're, they're doing, you know, the bulk of the work, but, you know, they don't necessarily have the same rights as the men do. Um, so they don't have the, the same land rights. Um, they're not exposed to training or education um, and they're getting paid a lot less as well. So that's, you know, in a nutshell, that's why we, we you know, we've, we've opted to work with women farmers. Um, we're trying to do um, a full circle I think that's the best way to explain it. Uh, the best way for me to get away with it, I think, but I'm trying to explain it to you, Brianne, I think. Um, so basically, you know, for example, every origin that we're working with, um, we're, you know, lucky enough to be, um, to be able to uh, source incredible coffee from them. And in return, we're helping the farmers um, in these countries, helping them with education and training, um, and really trying to incentivize. Um, that notion for them to, you know, change their processes a little bit, um, be willing to do some training, uh, and that'll get them to produce better crops each harvest 
and in turn, it gives us a better product that we can sell. Um, and I think, yeah, and that, that's kind of where we're headed in that regard. So, um, you know, we come in and we try and get them to understand that the better the product, the more they make because we're looking to pay above fair price per kilo, which, um, yeah, is very is very rare in the coffee industry at the moment. So that's a big thing for us too. Um, and then just in regards to the full circle um, notion, we source um, schools through One World Tuition. They're our partners that are helping us with that. And they'll find schools that are needing, um, that have a number of children that need to have their tuition fees paid for simply because their parents can't afford it. And um, we work with them. So at the moment... Um, which I'm pretty proud about, so I'm just going to brag a little bit. But we haven't. Carlo Coffee part, haven't. Part of what this is. Part of yeah. what this is all about. Carlo Coffee haven't launched. Um, we've not even made a cent because we're obviously not trading. But we've managed to secure uh, yearly tuitions for three young girls in Uganda. Nice. Yeah. So that's really exciting. I I, I I'm much rather get excited about that than the coffee at this stage. Um, but yeah, look, it's fantastic, and we've been so lucky because. Um, yeah, Steph and Seth from they're Steph and Seth. They're a married couple, but yeah, uh, from One World Tuition, like they just they do incredible work, and it's you know they're very transparent. Um, you're looking at 100% of the proceeds going to these girls' tuition fees. So yeah, I, I hope I answered that to you. I hope I answered yeah. that properly. <laughs> yeah, that that's perfect, and thank it's thank so you for that. When you put on the spot, <laughs> yeah, no, it happens. No, that was great. That was a great, I think, encapsulation of your story. I obviously know it because uh, yeah. we've been working with nail and all the points you always share with us. So, just two quick things, folks. If you're on here and you're hearing me talk about that impact business based thing, and you're like, "What is that? What's that all about?" I'm going to pop that link up on the site. That's what Alex is a part of. She keeps mentioning Rianne as well. Rianne and I are a coaching duo in that membership site. So if you want to check that out, we are closed to new members right now, but we got a waiting list up if you want to peek at that. If you're tuning in on the podcast, it's always in the show notes, but it's just impactbusinessbase.com. The other thing, Alex, do you have right now, and I, I couldn't remember, but do you have right now a, a site that you'd like to share with folks? And if you don't, that's okay. I just couldn't remember. Yeah, I, I'm actually working on that behind the scenes. So I'm looking to have that website launched in the next six weeks. Fingers crossed. <laughs> okay, sounds perfect. Well, then go ahead. When you have that, jump back into this live and share that, and then it'll pop the live right back up as well, and, and we, can, we can pop that up. And that's not to put you on the spot. I mean, uh, I think you're on very good timeline with that. We've talked about building that and the platform to build it on. Um, so no worries, no pressure there. If, if you had something that right now, a Facebook page or anything we wanted to share with the group, I just want to put that on there for you. So cool. Well, there is, yeah, I, sorry. Social handle, so I'm very active on Instagram and um, Facebook. So it's just at Carlo Coffee, and that's K A H L O. Just K A H L O. Yep, and then coffee. Cool. Well, I'll pop that up, right? Like Thank that. You. Yes. <laughs> Folks, if you want to follow Alex and the great work she's doing, that's her social social handle. Her Instagram feed, by the way, I think is really awesome. Very visually, just great and tells an awesome story about what she's doing. So that's a great place to follow her and to follow her work. But what we want to focus on, Alex, after you've shared your story, as always, is we want to focus on that big number one obstacle that you're facing right now that's keeping you from getting where you are to where you want to be. So take about a minute and unpack that for us and I'll see what I can do to help you out. Okay. Um, 
I think, yeah, so there's a lot of little things, but to sum it up, it's just getting started. So securing my product, which is obviously the green coffee. Um, and the main reason for that is capital. And, you know, I knew that going in, uh, but it was one of those things where it was either wait for the right time, which I just don't believe in. I don't think <laughs> there is anything like the right time. So it, it was expected and um, I knew that it would kind of come to hit me, you know, on the back of the bottom at some stage, which it has. Um, but I was working on securing my first sale here in Cairns, uh, a, a medium-sized coffee roaster here in Cairns. And um, it, look, it was looking fantastic. But at the end of the day, I also agree that they've made the same decision simply because they've had the same coffee buyer uh, for about six years. And even though they're excited about what I'm doing and what Carlo Coffee stands for, at the end of the day, they still need to make a profit and they need to do the right thing for their business. So that did fall through. Um, and... I think my biggest problem now is just trying to work around how else I can get some capital behind me to start purchasing this coffee and covering all the logistics of shipping and all the costs that, you know, come involved there. Um, and that's where, yeah, what we've sp spoken about before, just with that idea of the T-shirts, just to create that extra income stream um, to get me going and, you know, to build up some capital on the side so then I can start purchasing um, the green coffee. Perfect. And just real quick, unpack the T-shirt the idea for folks, because I know that, but let's share that with them too. Okay, sure. Um, so basically it was just toying, uh, accepting the fact that, you know, it, it's going to take time to get that capital behind me to actually start having a product to sell. I'm a very impatient person. Uh, <laughs> we are as entrepreneurs. That's <laughs> part of our yeah. hard wiring. So that's when I started toying with a few different ideas and, you know, at first, you know, it's something that I like. I'm, um, I'm quite into branded messages, like, you know, in terms of T-shirts and singlets and things like that. Um, but I started following a few different businesses that are doing really well. And these things are selling like hotcakes. Um, and these are just simple businesses. Oh, that probably sounds terrible. But just the yeah, standardised business, you know, selling a product, selling a T-shirt with a message on it. And I thought, you know, how fantastic if I kind of jumped on that boat, but I had all of this behind me where, um, you know, I'm a social enterprise um, a big portion of the profits from each T-shirt sold is going back to um, my vision and my mission. Um, you know, they'd obviously be ethically and sustainably produced and they'll just have messages on them that really encapsulates everything behind Carlo Coffee. So, you know, the fact that we stand for, you know, women's inclusion and equality, you know, within the coffee industry as well as worldwide, um, you know, that notion about empowering young girls as well. And, yeah, look, th that's the idea. Um, I'll obviously take yours and Rianne's advice on board and try and just test that little market and just see if there is interest. Yep. Um, I have done it sneakily where I've – a lot of my posts are of these T-shirts with these messages on them, and they do get a good response. But, you know, I agree. I need to sort of delve deeper and just to make sure that – even though it's not a large investment, um, that it's an investment that will pay off. Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, and we, we had chatted about that. So I'll go ahead and come in now and, and share my thoughts on these obstacles you're facing. So we had chatted about that T-shirt. And just, you know, for everyone tuning in out there, I will almost never recommend that kind of thing <laughs> to have that kind of side project. Because our best bet as impact entrepreneurs, as I always say, is just running a kick-ass business that stands on its own. But Alex, you've got, I think, a special case with that where, you know, those t-shirts are connected to your social mission. And by the way, as you're selling coffee, I could see t-shirts becoming a, a sideline component of that. Um, so, and, and also you said the key things there. 
I'm going to test it. You know, I'm going to do some short-term things and try it out. And my goal here is getting that capital in that I need. So from those standpoints, I think it's, it's worth testing, definitely. Um, I would never recommend that somebody, you know, bet the farm on T-shirts like this or something for a short-term project. The good news is you don't have to do that anymore with a lot of these things because, you know, those T-shirts can be printed as they're ordered. You don't have to order a lot of stock. You don't really have to order any stock with some of the new systems they have out there. So, so that's one, one sideline thing. But today I really want to chat through that central theme of, you know, we talk about capital and trying to get those suppliers. So real quick, what kind of capital do you think that you would need to make this happen? Um, I can get started. So say, for example, I'm looking at about one pallet. So that's a thousand kilos of coffee, raw products. So your green coffee beans, mm-hmm. um, because that would probably be the, the minimum order that a roaster would take on. So I'd hate to secure X amount do all the hard work to have a potential customer and then not be able to fulfill their order. So playing it safe um, to cover my backside, a thousand kilos would be perfect. Mm-hmm. And at the moment I'm looking about for the thousand kilos of coffee plus shipping, I'm looking at about $9,000. 9,000. Okay. Yeah. And then do you, do you have any capital at present to, to go towards this or are we needing to bring it together from different sources? Yeah, look, there is a little bit there, but, you know, at the same time, I'm trying to get the website running and right. you know, the other little bits and pieces that need to have funding as well. Um, and I think just, you know, the way that I've kind of made it clear in my mind is, you know, there is zero capital because I'll need what's yep. there for everything else in the meantime. Otherwise, there's just a hold up right across the board. Um, and that's why I'm just, yeah, at the moment, I'm kind of thinking, you know, do these T-shirts, run with that and try and build the capital there. Okay. And then I've covered myself because I've got, you know, I've got some, I've got extra capital there to cover everything else that I need in the meantime. Got it. And then talk to me again in terms of where you want to get the coffees from, what parts of the world? Okay. Um, I'd initially be starting with Timor-Leste because I've um, got a few contacts there at the moment. Uh, My only problem there is that their harvest season is up Mm -hmm. and, you know, the way it works is all your coffee buyers would have sort of gone in and basically cleaned the place out. So, you know, I could still get my hand because it's such a small volume order as well. It's, I'm only looking at a thousand kilos. Um, I'd quite easily be able to get my hands on that, get it shipped here to Cairns, and then I can have it sit in a warehouse for six months. So there's no, um, you know, just because of the the shelf life of green coffee. So that's not a problem for me, like trying to get rid of it here in Cairns. Um, but yeah, still, you know, because I've come into this not knowing the logistics behind all of that, how to source coffee, how to ship it, you know, the costs involved. So I don't have those contacts, you know, I don't have someone that I can ring and say, hey, you know, how do I do this? How do I get started? Could you help me? So it's really been, it's almost essentially been cold calling where, you know, I'm on all social handles and I'm trying to find, you know, all these different people um, and just trying to reach out and, you know, explain what I'm doing in the hope that, you know, if, if they're like-minded people, they'll understand that potentially I'm a, I'm a competitor, but, you know, in good faith, maybe that's right. a bit naive, they may be able to just throw me a bone and just point me in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. And then, um, so, so we have that country, but there are other countries that you could be potentially be able to work in as well. Yes, um, I'm in touch with the ag- uh, agricultural coordinator um, that works for a female-run co-op in Nicaragua. 
Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it's it's funny when you put your stalking hat on, what you come across. But, um, yeah, look, she's fantastic and she's really excited about, you know, our mission and our vision and, you know, what we're trying to set up and get going. So she's getting in touch with the right people on her end mm-hmm. and I booked in for a Skype call next week. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Okay. Well, great. Well, I think I have everything I need. So I'm going to, I'm going to wrap this <laughs> and give my thoughts on it. And Alex, you know, from the impact business space that I believe in tough love. So I'm going to, I'm going to give you a bit of that. You also know from the impact business space, I love what you're doing, but I'm going to give you tough love uh, around. No, 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 it's, fine. it's fine. Yeah. So, so a couple things. Um, you know, the, the first thing is that as entrepreneurs, especially when trying to create partnerships like this, we're always going to run into walls and obstacles along the way. That's just the reality. And the thing that will set us apart, you know, from being successful or, or not a lot of times is what we do when those obstacles hit. And so what you're sharing with me, it's funny. This is similar in some ways to a lot of what I'm going through with my wife and my hostel right now. We're trying to create different partnerships in different countries and, you know, we're running into nose here and nose there. But we just keep trying to work around that and keep continuing to make those calls and keep continuing to push. Um, because that's really, really important. And I know from our conversations, I know you've done a lot of that, but I think there's a lot more that could be done. I think there, there are a lot more calls that could be made, a lot more connections that could be made. And, and I, would, I would look at doing that. That's number one. And number two, and I, I, would, I would definitely really encourage you to do this, to, to shift your thinking and to think outside the box, because what you're sharing with me, ordering a thousand kilos of coffee, frankly, that scares the crap out of me before we have proven and tested a micro model of this business. So I want you to find a way to scale that down. Even if you start out by selling someone else's coffee from these regions, even if it's branded and labeled for them, if you do that um, and you start selling that and testing, but you need to test your key assumptions, you know, so not, not just the assumptions of the business, because remember we want to, or the, or the impact rather, because remember we want to lead with a kick-ass business and follow with that impact. So what I, the assumptions I want you to test around are what is it about this coffee that makes it stand on its own? What is it about, you know, what it does? And, and what I want you to find some coffees, even if they're not yours right now, some coffees that really exempt. I mean, you said you had those competitors out there they might see as a competitor. We'll start just buying from them and then start working to resell them um, based on that key value proposition. You know, you're saying they're green coffees and we, we can unpack that more in the base, but what's the key value proposition of the coffee itself? Let's flesh that out. Find some coffees that are like that, that we can get, you know, in a much smaller quantity than a thousand kilos right now and start testing that. Another thing that can work really well around this, if you have farmer's markets in your area, for example, if we can get our hands on a small, small quantity of those coffees, or it doesn't have to be a farmer's market, just an open air market that you can get a table at. And you could start selling these coffees and sharing the story of, you know, what makes these coffees different and making sure that that's something that resonates and connects with people and they're willing to pay for. That's what I'm really going to steer you towards. Let's find a small micro test to look at something like that. If I were in your shoes, like I said, I, I can see the t-shirt idea as an idea for capital, but if I were in your shoes, I would seriously look at trying to do some kind of a micro model to test and invest my time in that because I'd hate to see, you, you know, get, get those t-shirts sold, get that capital, and then jump into this big venture with the coffee before we even knew if there was a product market fit there. So, you know, so two, two key points, you know, just kind of fighting through some of those obstacles, realizing they're a part of the entrepreneurial life and just continuing to make those calls and connections. But second, as you're trying to make those connections, let's think outside the box and think of a smaller micro model. How can we get a much smaller quantity of coffee that still fit our, our main proposition 
and test that out. Those are the two big things that I think will really help you get from where you are to where you want to be on this. I think it's a much safer and and much smarter way to grow your business in a way that you'll make long run the most yeah. impact. And we'll be able to figure out answers to our questions much more quickly and without yeah. losing our shirt on it. <laughs> yeah. So those are my thoughts. What questions do you have around that, Alex? We got about um, one. Yeah, no, I'm glad that you actually, um, that you gave me that option. I think, I think I didn't entertain that idea because, uh, you know, and to my own detriment, all I thought was, you know, I'm pushing, you know, the the social impact mission and, you know, and I'm publicly stating that I'm only, you know, purchasing from women producers. So that's where I thought, you know, can I actually sort of go down that path to begin with where I'm not necessarily staying true to to me because, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to test the coffee, you know, on a smaller scale basically just getting it from wherever I can. Yeah, and I think that's that's you raise a great point, and that's a common challenge for us. We're we're heart centered entrepreneurs, so we've we've got to ultimately stay true to ourselves. So I wouldn't fundamentally encourage you not to stay true to yourself. I hope no one ever hears me say that. Yeah, but I do know, and and we've talked about this, that you stand to make the greatest impact when you can create the most solid business, and so in the very early stages, in the short term. I want you to test those key assumptions of your business. Now, if a key assumption of your business, though, is that selling coffee from women producers will result in a unique business, a unique selling proposition, if that's a key assumption, then yeah, we have to test that. So then you would want to make sure that it comes from places that are women owned. But there are lots of coffee producers out there that are like that, that I think you could get in smaller quantities. And then that gives you a great story to share. I actually really like that, at least as an assumption the test. Um, But if you find out that that doesn't move the needle on the business front, then there are some other things we can test. Is it coloring? Is it flavoring? That kind of thing. We can figure that out and then we can come back and then, and then find the women suppliers as well. So, but the biggest thing that we've got to figure out is what's that business model that really makes this click for people so that we can make that impact we want to make. So in the short term, some of that testing is important, but I never want to encourage anyone to not stay true to themselves. Yeah, In this instance, yeah I, I understand that. No, that's yeah. good. I'm really glad that you've given me that option. Thank you so much. Yeah, a- absolutely, Alex. Well, well, folks, thanks for tuning in to the Dollar in a Different Show. Alex, thanks for being brave enough and jumping up and taking and, and jumping on with me. I'll pop your handle up there one more time. Thanks. This is Alex with at Calo Coffee, and she is a member in our Impact Business Base. And folks, uh, this is just our live show where we help you through the challenges and obstacles that you're facing as you're working to build a business that makes a dollar and a difference. Alex, I'm going to give you the last word to say farewell to everyone and anything else you'd like to share. Uh, Thank you again. You know, you and Rianne know that I'm a big fan. Like, I absolutely love this. Like, it's it's amazing to be around like-minded people that you can constantly check in on, make you accountable and kick you in the ass when you need it as well, I think. So, <laughs> and we yeah, all- look, continue to success to everyone. I hope everyone's kicking goals. Awesome, Alex. Take it easy and we'll see you, see you back in the bay. They'll call me freedom just like a way.